your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 336 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick, and the Rangers over the weekend here. It is now Sunday evening as I'm recording this, and they have just completed a four-game sweep of the New Jersey Devils, beating them 6-3 to on Saturday and then 5-3 to on Sunday. And I should also mention that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your next order. And it's crazy because, you know, coming into this season, obviously we knew this was going to be a lot different. It wasn't going to be 82 games. It was going to be a shortened season. It ends up being 56 games. And we also knew that, you know, the way the schedule could work could be quite a bit different. And, of course, the NHL then chooses to separate, uh, kind of realign, basically. You've got four divisions of eight teams each and then, of course, seven teams in the All-Canada division. But, you know, you're waiting to kind of see how this is all going to work and what's the schedule going to look like. Are there going to be, uh, you know, are the Rangers going to be playing the same team multiple times in a row? And the answer to that is yes. But if you look at the Rangers' regular season schedule this season, and certainly we poured over this when it first dropped, and the first thing you notice is that there are a lot of situations where you play the same team back-to-back. You know, you play the Penguins two in a row, you play the Islanders two in a row, so on and so forth. But the one thing in this schedule that really stood out to me and probably stood out to a lot of you guys as well is you look at this, you look into April, and you look at this stretch that the Rangers go through, and it just jumped right off the page, man. They play the Devils four times in a row, and also four times in just six days. And as you look at that, I mean, you're obviously hopeful as a Ranger fan. I think going into the season, a lot of us probably would have said that the Rangers were the superior team to the New Jersey Devils. And obviously the Rangers stumbled out of the starting blocks, but I think that has kind of come to fruition. I think at this point it can pretty safely be said, uh, especially after this four-game stretch here, that the Rangers are the better of the two teams. But the reason that it stood out so much and, you know, kind of the thought that I had going into that series and, and going into the season and looking ahead to that series, rather, is... You know, I do think the Rangers will probably win most of those games or come away with like five or six points. I think that'd be a good goal going in. But you also kind of had the feeling, or I did anyway, that it was going to be really, really difficult for either the Rangers or the Devils to win all four of these games. Just completely sweep them, win all four games in regulation, no less, and allow your opponent to not even get any points. But that is exactly what happened. It was not perfect over the weekend. There was kind of a common theme. There were actually two common themes to both of these Ranger-Devil games over the weekend. The first one was that the Rangers flirted with disaster, basically, in both of the two games. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit to make the point, but you get the idea here, right? Because obviously, on Saturday, the Rangers had a 4 nothing lead. They let the Devils creep back into it. The Devils got a late goal in the second period. They got two more goals in the third period. Just like that, a 4 nothing lead is now down to 4-3, to and they still had a long way to go. There's half the third period still remained at that point. So the Rangers obviously needed to step on it and, you know, step up their game a little bit. Uh, the Devils got a couple of chances, but Igor Shesterkin really rose to the occasion in that game. And then, of course, the Rangers tack on a couple of empty net goals at the very end. So they hang on for the 6-3 to win. And I wrote down in my notes after the Saturday game, because obviously, you know, we haven't, we didn't have an episode of Locked on Rangers between Saturday's game and Sunday's game. But I wrote down in my notes, you know, hopefully the Rangers learn their lesson here because, 
you don't want to be doing that. I mean, you don't want to blow a four-goal lead against anybody under any circumstances, but to do it against a team in the Devils who obviously have struggled recently and, you know, to do it if you're the Rangers and you're in the middle of this playoff chase here, it just can't happen. You got to come away with those two points, and they did. But I wrote down right then and there that, okay, hopefully this is a lesson learned. And maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but it didn't exactly uh, show up on Sunday, you know, because, of course, the Rangers, once again, they built a 3 nothing lead. I mean, this time it wasn't 4 nothing; it was only 3 nothing. but still, you got a big lead. It looks like you're in complete control of the game. And then, once again, the Devils get a goal late in the second period, and you're kind of like, all right, well, you know, just put your best foot forward in the third, Let, let's take this thing home, and, and let's get out of here with the four-game sweep and be on our way. And... and all the more close to a playoff spot in the Eastern Division, which is tightened up. We're going to talk about kind of the uh, the way the standings have shifted over these last few days. It's getting very interesting in that Eastern Division. But of course, once again, the Rangers up three to nothing, cannot hold onto the lead. Uh, the Devils get one back, like we said at the end of the second period. They get two more in the third period, relatively early in the third period. I mean, less than five minutes into the third, we got ourselves a tie game, and it stayed that way until just three minutes remain. Mika Zibanejad scores on the power play to give the Rangers a 4-3 to three lead, and then, of course, they add on an empty netter. Uh, Ryan Strom with the empty netter, or the automatic goal, rather, because he was hooked from behind. And uh, obviously, the ruling there is that the Rangers are awarded a goal, and Strom gets that goal. So... You know what? It wasn't perfect, but they hung in there. That was one thing that I noticed is that the Rangers, again, they flirted with disaster basically both uh, games over this weekend. But the other thing that I noticed, and this one's a little bit more enjoyable and a little bit nicer to uh, kind of talk about here, is the birthday boys coming through in a big way, both on Saturday and on Sunday. On Saturday, of course, Pavel Buchnevich, who just continues to impress, continues to enjoy this breakout season, by far the best season that we've ever seen him have as a member of the New York Ranger. He gets the hat trick on Saturday and is now up to 19 goals on the season. So that was obviously awesome to see. We'll break down all three of those goals from Pavel Buchnevich in just a second here. But then on Sunday, history kind of repeated itself the day later because a day after Pavel Buchnevich turned 26 and got himself a hat trick, Mika Zibanejad turns 28 and he gets himself the game-winning goal. And that was a beautiful goal as well. We're going to have to break that one down because, obviously, again, it just came at a huge spot in the game. Uh, clutch goal by Mika Zibanejad with the Rangers on the power play on Sunday because by then, you know, of course, the Devils had tied the game at three. It's not a game you want to lose. You really got to come out of there with two points, especially given how late we are in this season and given where the Rangers are in the playoff standings. But that's kind of just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to continue to dive into this, uh, talk about some other things that happen throughout this weekend series here, and uh, break down Pavel Buchnevich's hat trick as well, and also Mika Zibanejad's game winner. We're going to do that in just a second. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and fairly priced, so you can give her something truly special and meaningful. 
The ring from Platt Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless and would make the perfect gift. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. We've got a new podcast that will help get you hockey smart. The Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so as I was just talking about a minute ago, I think we might as well go ahead. I'm not going to talk about every single goal and break them all down in, in every minute detail that the Rangers scored over the weekend here, but... Whenever somebody gets a, a hat trick, I think we have to uh, give them their due and uh, just kind of celebrate the moment. And Pavel Buchnevich, obviously, coming off of a hat trick in Saturday's game. Of course, that was the 6-3 to Ranger win over the Devils. So we got to go ahead and talk about all the goals he scored here. First of all, he opens the scoring in the first period, early in the first period. Basically, Artemi Panarin steals the puck in the neutral zone and just kind of plays it ahead for Mika Zibanejad. At this moment, Panarin actually went off for a line change. So this is the second time we've seen this uh, in fairly recent uh, history here for the Rangers. We saw an instance uh, in one of these other games against the Devils where Colin Blackwell actually broke his stick on a slap shot, and then he had to head to the bench. And as this all was happening, I'm pretty sure it was Strom who assisted Panarin for a goal. But that was uh, not over the weekend. That was one of the other games against the Devils. And here, of course, Panarin steals the puck, plays ahead to Mika, Mika and Buchnevich go in on a two-on-one, and Mika dishes to his left, and Buchnevich buries it. I mean, the way Buchnevich has played this year, he's not going to miss this shot, and the Rangers are up one nothing about seven and a half minutes into the action here, and it was a good thing that this happened because to this point in the game, I thought the Devils had a little bit better of play early in the first period in Saturday's game, and uh, this really just kind of sent things in the opposite direction, and of course, this was just the start of the Rangers eventually building a four-to-nothing lead in this game. And then we had another one of those goals where basically everybody on the ice contributed. And we've been seeing this quite a bit recently from the Rangers as well. But they're on the power play. It's 2 to nothing at this point. A little bit less than 12 minutes into the opening period on Saturday. You got Truba. He moves the puck to his right to Keandre Miller. Miller winds back, blasts a one-timer, a slap shot. The save is made, uh, but the rebound bounces a little bit to the left of Blackwood. Excuse me, Dell. Dell was in net for Saturday's game. Bounces a little bit to the left of Dell. And Blackwell just kind of tips the puck back to Buchnevich. You know, Blackwell had somebody on him. I think that he saw Buchnevich there, wanted to get the puck to him. He does exactly that. And Buchnevich uh, basically makes a hard turn to his left, gets into the slot area. There's a lot of Devils that don't seem to know what to do or how to defend him, and Buchnevich just lets it fly and scores from a pretty point-blank range there. Uh, but obviously nice to see uh, Buchnevich getting a goal here on the power play, and nice to see the second power play unit stepping up because we've seen this a lot recently as well, where it seems like they're getting more time on the ice, and they're also getting a couple of goals every once in a while at least. So for a while there, for most of this season really, uh, it was kind of a one power play unit team. That's kind of what the Rangers were. But yeah, I mean, the, the second unit is starting to get a little bit more playing time. And it's a little bit of chicken in the egg. We've talked about this before, too. You know, there's the second power play unit where they not scoring because they don't get out there at all. Or is Quinn not playing them because they're not doing enough when they're out there? And it's probably a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. But uh, yeah, I mean, they converted here. And again, it's nice to see this, this second power play unit stepping up a little bit, earning some more time on the man advantage, and uh, converting some of the opportunities that they've been given, as Pavel Buchnevich did right here. 
And then, of course, Buchnevich completes the hat trick with his 19th goal this season with 121 remaining. He receives an outlet pass from Mika Zibanejad. The Devils have their goalie pulled at this point, and it's some nervous moments for Ranger fans because, as we talked about, they were up 4 nothing. It's down to 4-3 to at this point, and Buchnevich has the puck in the neutral zone. The Devil defenseman kind of stepped up to get into his face. I think that this defenseman may have believed that Buchnevich was going to try to gain the red line first and then shoot at the net because, of course, if Buchnevich gets to the red line and he shoots at the net and he misses, at least then it's not icing. But Buchnevich, I mean, he was feeling it. He let it fly from a couple feet behind the red line and basically dead center. Uh, that makes the score 5-3. to three. And then, of course, Kreider went on to get a goal to make it 6-3. to three. And uh, actually, Kreider also scored on Sunday. So the two of them, Buchnevich and Kreider, now tied for the team lead with 19 goals apiece. But just an outstanding uh, performance by Pavel Buchnevich in what's been really an outstanding season. There's really no other way to say it. Uh, he's finally broken out the way that a lot of us Ranger fans were kind of hoping that he would because he's always shown these flashes. But this really seems like the season where he has finally put it all together. And it's just fantastic to see. And somebody that the Rangers are obviously going to need down the stretch here once again as they uh, continue to chase this playoff spot. But we got to switch our attention now to the game winner that Mika Zibanejad scored in Sunday's game because, once again, this was getting dicey. The Rangers were up 3-0. By this point in the game, the Devils had closed it to 3-3. We had a tense third period. I would even say for most of the third period, I thought maybe the Devils got slightly more scoring opportunities than the Rangers did. I mean, I don't think the ice was tilted or anything like that, but they had some chances, and uh, Alex Georgiev stepped up. That's another thing. We haven't even talked about the goaltending over this weekend, which was very good. Uh, Igor Shesterkin handling Saturday's game and Alex Georgiev handling Sunday's game. But we'll get to that. Let's first uh, talk about this goal by Mika Zibanejad here. So, again, the Rangers are on the power play. It's now 3-3. Three to three. The Rangers were up 3 to nothing in this game, but a lot of really crisp passing between Mika, Strom, and Adam Fox. I mean, there's no surprise to anything that I just said there. These guys are all uh, terrific passers. But Strom's got the puck. He's kind of along the boards. He passes to Mika in the slot. Mika back to Strom along the boards. Strom moves it back to Adam Fox at the point. Fox passes right back to Strom along the boards. And this time, Strom once again finds Mika in the center, kind of like the high slot area. And uh, one-timer, Mika scores. Four to three Rangers with exactly three minutes to go. And, of course, they did hold on for the victory. Strom adding the empty net goal at the very end. So, uh, again, big time to see Mika Zibanejad come through. I mean, it is a complete 180 from here where he was at the beginning of the season and lingering into, like, the first month, first, like, five weeks about that time frame and where he's at now. I mean, he's back to being one of the best players in hockey. It's really that simple. In fact, there was a stat that I wanted to share with you guys. I found this on Twitter, but it's a list of the top six point leaders in the NHL since March 13th. So basically about the last month or so. And there, spoiler, there's three Rangers on here and three Colorado Avalanche on here. First place, no surprise, Artemi Panarin has 32 points since March 13th. Second place, Nathan McKinnon, no surprise there either, but he's got 30 points. In third place is Mika Zibanejad. So you heard that right. In the last month plus, Mika Zibanejad is number three in the league in points. So again, it's just a complete 180. Uh, this guy could not buy a goal. He could not buy an assist early in the season. And beyond that, you know, there were just too many games where he just didn't look dangerous. And he's back to being the player that we've come to know and love on this team. And it's just fantastic to see. Rangers obviously going to need him down the stretch as well. But to just go ahead and complete this list here. We might as well. Fourth place, another Ranger. Well, it's a three-way tie. There, there's a three-way tie for fourth place. Adam Fox, Miko Rontanen, Gabriel Landeskog all have 25 points. So very cool to see uh, all the Ranger top guns firing on all cylinders right now. And I know I keep saying this, but... You're going to need your superstars to play like superstars down the stretch if you're the Rangers and you want to get into the playoffs here.
Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And one other goal that we absolutely must talk about is the first in the career of Vitaly Krasov. This, of course, happened on Sunday. Gave the Rangers a 2-0 lead, 14-0-3 into the first period. Basically, Krasov is in on the forecheck. He uh, basically pressures the devil defenseman into making an ill-advised pass. Brett Howden steals the puck, passes to his right to Kravtsov, and Kravtsov winds back and just blasts it into the twine. So obviously very cool to see there. And I guess you could say some karma. I mean, again, I don't fault Lindy Ruff for challenging Vitaly Kravtsov's first goal the other night. He's got to do what he's got to do. He's got to give his team uh, whatever small chance that they have of coming back. Although maybe I shouldn't even say that because, of course, the... Devils came back in both of these games, uh, but he did what he had to do. He challenged it. He got the call overturned. It is what it is, but there was no overturning this one. And Vitaly Krasov uh, now once again with his first career goal and uh, Brett Howden picking up an assist, his fifth of the season. I'd say it's also about time for a standings update, and it should be noted that the standings I'm going to give you, this also takes into account the fact that the Islanders and Flyers are playing each other right now, and they are scoreless going into the third period. So I get the feeling by the time I'm done recording this, or at least by the time I'm done editing this, uh, that that game will be over, and I'll be able to give you guys an update at the end. Obviously, you guys can check the standings yourself, but I just wanted to share uh, my general thoughts with where everything stands right now, how it's looking for the Rangers, just some casual observations, because, uh, you know, obviously it is that time of the year right now. Uh, Every game is just so big for all these teams trying to work their way into the playoffs. So, It's changed a little bit since we last talked about it. One thing that has not changed is you've got the Washington Capitals at the top of the division with 62 points. In second place, the Pittsburgh Penguins with 59 points. 
Third place, the New York Islanders with 58 points. The Islanders have lost two games in a row. Uh, they lost both those games actually to the Boston Bruins, who are in fourth place with 56 points. So the Bruins are actually now just two points behind the Islanders. And it's funny because as Ranger fans, we're all mad at the Islanders for losing to the Bruins twice in a row and uh, you know allowing the Bruins to get four points. And at the time... Yeah, I mean, it seemed like the thing to do there was to root for the Islanders over the Bruins, but now that the Bruins have won those two games and the Islanders didn't get any points in either of those two games, you've got a situation where the Islanders are in third with 58 points, but the Bruins are right behind them in fourth place with 56 points, and the Islanders have played 44 games, the Bruins have played 43, so the Bruins are just two points behind the Islanders, and uh, they do have a game in hand. And then, of course, the Rangers now that they've won five, or excuse me, four in a row. They are in fifth place. They are 23, 16, and 6. They have 52 points. So they are four points behind the Bruins, which is kind of where they've been hovering because neither one of these teams lose. Both the Bruins and the Rangers are on four-game winning streaks here. So the Rangers remain four points behind the Boston Bruins, but they are now just six points behind the Islanders. The Islanders only have one game in hand on the Rangers, whereas the Bruins have two games in hand on the Rangers. And if you want to look even higher up the standings, you are now, if you're the Rangers, you're just seven points behind the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they've both played the same amount of games. So the thing that I really like here, I mean, first of all, the Flyers, they continue to kind of fall out of it, although I think as Ranger fans, we should probably be rooting for them tonight because the Islanders are one of the teams that we're chasing, and we got to pass them. The Flyers are still going to be behind us, even if they win tonight. The Flyers are currently playing their 45th game, so they'll play the same amount of games uh, when tonight is over as the Rangers have played. So even if the Flyers win, they'll have 48 points. The Rangers will have 52. And again, the Flyers are not out of it, but the Rangers are still in front of them, and you got to be rooting against the teams in front of you as opposed to the teams behind you. And I really would like, I mean, I want the Flyers to win tonight. I think that goes without saying. But it would be nice if they basically just fell out of it and went away. And then you've got a situation where, you know, as Ranger fans, we can be excited because at that point, it basically becomes five teams for four spots. And again, if you're the Rangers, you've only got to catch one of those teams in front of you. And all of a sudden, a couple of them looking catchable. I mean, Boston looks catchable. The Islanders have struggled a little bit. The Rangers still have three games against the Islanders. They still have two games against the Bruins. I mean, this is doable. And you know, the Penguins, the Rangers are only seven points behind them. I think the Penguins will probably hang in there. And the thing that makes it tough for the Rangers to catch them is they don't play them anymore. They've already played their eight games against the Penguins, and it really didn't go so well. So, yeah, I mean, that's the standings update. The long and short of it is the Rangers are right in it. And the really nice thing here is that, again, the team in third place is the Islanders. They have 58 points. Team in fourth place is the Bruins. They have 56 points. The Rangers are in fifth place with 52 points. And the Rangers have a combined five games left against those two teams. So it's all right in front of them. The Rangers basically control their own. They do control their own destiny. So it, it's, man, it's just been a wild season. And uh, it would be absolutely fantastic to see the Rangers make it because they've gone through more than their fair share of adversity this season. All the stuff with uh, Tony D'Angelo, all the stuff with Artemi Panarin, all the struggles at the start of the season, everybody calling for David Quinn's head. Uh, you know, the basically everybody on this team was struggling at the start of the season. I mean, maybe a couple of guys, Buchnevich got off to a hot start. Panarin was all right, but he wasn't really Panarin at that point. Both goalies were struggling. I mean, you could go right down the list. I mean, nobody was uh, playing at the top of their game to start the season. And it's the second straight season where we've seen the Rangers really kind of turn it on in the second half. Hopefully that becomes a theme for this team going forward because this core group could be together for a really long time. And um, you just hope now you keep your fingers crossed that it's not too little too late and there's still enough time for the Rangers to uh, get themselves into fourth place or maybe even better. I mean, who knows what can happen. But you've got 11 games left if you're the Rangers. 
Uh, you got to bring it every single night and continue to win the games that you're supposed to win and then find a way to knock off teams like the Islanders and Bruins because they're right there in front of you and it's in your hands if you want to catch one of them. So going to be a lot of fun down the stretch. Going to be uh, some nerve-wracking hockey down the stretch as well. But uh, one other thing that I just wanted to mention here as it pertains to the standings and then you know we'll move on to some uh, general thoughts about this weekend series, a couple closing thoughts here. But one other thing that I really wanted to point out here because it's something that I have not really heard really anybody talk about. And to be totally honest with you guys, I just noticed it myself looking at the standings here. But I'll just pose the question to you guys. Where do you think the Rangers are in this Eastern division as it pertains to goal differential? As far as, you know, how many goals for and goals against your goal ratio, if you will. Where do you think the Rangers are in goal differential? I'll give you a second here. And you're, you're probably starting to think maybe like, you know, third place, second place, because if I'm bringing it up, it's obviously something worth talking about. Yeah, guess what? The Raiders are number one in the Eastern Division in goal differential. They are a plus 33. The next best team is the Penguins. They are plus 26. That's followed by the Caps at plus 22, Islanders at plus 21, uh, Bruins at plus 15, and then everybody else is really far into the red. Uh, I, I might as well just finish it. The Flyers are minus 33. The Devils are minus 41. The Sabres are minus 43. But that is just wild. The Rangers in the Eastern Division are in third place in goals scored with 151. They trail only the Caps at 163 and the Penguins at 152. And the Rangers are also third in the Eastern Division in goals allowed. They have only allowed 118 goals. And the only teams that have allowed fewer are the Islanders at 105 and the Bruins at 110. So crazy stuff. Nobody has outscored their opponents by a greater margin in this Eastern Division than the Rangers have this season. But we will obviously keep our eye on the standings going forward. Just wanted to share a couple other just general thoughts about this uh, weekend series here against the Devils. First of all, Artemi Panarin had six points in these two games, a goal and three assists on Saturday, and then two more assists on Sunday. I mean, I don't even really know what to say anymore. I, I talked about how, I, you know, if he didn't miss all those games, I believe it was 11 games that he missed due to his absence, that he would probably be in the MVP conversation. I'm not so sure he's not in the MVP conversation once again anyway. I mean, look at what this guy does on a night-in and night-out basis. It's I've just completely run out of adjectives to describe it. It's just absolutely spellbinding what this... There's a new one. Absolutely spellbinding what this guy can do on the ice. I, I There are no words for it. He's just one of the absolute best players that I have ever had the pleasure of seeing play on the New York Rangers. I'm sure a lot of you probably agree with that. Uh, just a phenomenal hockey player and somebody who truly does make his teammates better and someone who absolutely warrants consideration for the MVP once again this season after he got snubbed last season. Let's talk about the goaltending we got over the weekend as well. Now, of course, both goalies ended up giving up three goals in these games, but I still thought they played pretty well. I mean, Igor Shesterkin, yeah, you know, the Devils got back into it, although I don't know that he got a whole lot of help on the goals that the Devils scored. It was, of course, 4 nothing on Saturday, as we've been talking about. Devils cut it down to 4-3, to three. Uh, but he hung in there, and he didn't let the Devils get the equalizer, and he made one or two nice saves at least when it was 4-3. to three. So he hangs in there. He gets another win. Has he had more impressive outings than on Saturday? Yes, he has. But he was there when the team needed him, and he allowed the Rangers to make sure that they got two very critical points there. And then on Sunday, I thought Georgiev was fantastic in this game. And you really got to give a lot of credit to Georgiev because he has really played well recently. And this is despite the fact that his starts come very, very sporadically. He doesn't get to play uh, two games within all that short of an amount of time of each other. And to kind of illustrate my point here, these are the dates of Alex Georgiev's four most recent starts. So obviously he had today, April 18th against the Devils. His most recent start before that was April 9th 
against the Islanders. His most recent start before that was March 19th against the Capitals. And then his most recent start before that was just two days before. It was March 17th against the Flyers. But in those four games combined, all Alex Georgiev has done is stopped 88 of the 94 shots that he has faced. And he's got a shutout in there, and three of these four games were on the road. So you can't say enough for Alex Georgiev. He really went through some struggles at really two different portions of the season. I mean, early in the year, neither goalie was playing very well at all. And then uh, Georgiev kind of found it, and then he went through a really bad slump. And, you know, he almost fell down to third in the pecking order behind both Igor and Kincaid. But he's back in a big way recently, and it's been a long time since we've seen uh, Alex Georgiev kind of scuffle. And on top of all that, keep in mind that he got injured in this game and had to come out of the game uh, that was in the first period. Basically, uh, he just kind of, he was moving to his left and just kind of, it was just an awkward play. I don't really, it's hard to describe, but you could tell, and, and Joe Micheletti picked up on it as well as the play was happening live. But basically, um, Georgiev just didn't look right. It looked like he had hurt himself. And what does he do? He hangs in there, and the Devils are on the power play at this time, mind you. And the Devils, you know, they, they put another shot on the net, a shot from the blue line. Georgiev, despite like being injured, still makes the save and still dives on top of the puck uh, in the crease there, and then he had to be helped off by Jim Ramsey and Pavel Buchnevich. Igor Shesterkin came in. He closed out the first period, but Georgiev went back out there for the second and third period, and again, you know, the Devils made their rally, but he hung in there. He made a lot of really nice saves in this game. He was a big part of the Rangers getting two points here, so cannot say enough about what Alex Georgiev has done. After dealing with some adversity this season, he's Used very sparingly, and I've been one of the people leading the charge. I still think the Rangers should go with Igor Shesterkin as much as possible down the stretch here because I quite simply just think he's the Rangers' best goalie and the guy who gives them the best chance to win. But be that as it may, Alex Georgiev, not a bad plan B right now. I mean, he has really killed it for the Rangers over his last four starts, and uh, it was just great to see him come through big once again for the Rangers in this game, especially when the Devils came back and tied it. And he made sure they didn't take the lead. And of course, because the Bandit comes through with the heroics in the end. One other quick point that I wanted to make here before we call it a day is that the Rangers, you know, we said coming into April, and this is something I tweeted about the other night, but we said, you know, they got eight total games against the Sabres and Devils. They got to take care of business. They got to beat these teams because they're clearly better than both of those teams. It's no disrespect to those teams. Facts are facts. Look at the standings and look at what the Rangers have done to these teams this month because in the six games that they've played so far, and they will play the Sabres twice more, but in the four games against the Devils and the two games against the Sabres combined, the Ranger record in those six games, 5-0-1, 11 points out of a possible 12. I know some people were upset when they lost to the Sabres in overtime, and they did kind of let that game get away from them, uh, but you know what? 11 points out of 12, you got to take that every single time, and uh, hopefully the Rangers once again can continue to take care of business when they play the Sabres. But first, they're going to play Tuesday on the road against the Islanders, and then they will have two back-to-back -back home games against the Flyers on Thursday and Friday. The puck drops at 7 p.m. for all three of those games. But yeah, that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, thank you as always for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.